Okay. And it's lights out and away we go. What's up guys and girls and welcome back to the GT UK F1 podcast in association with the F1 Hybrid Era UK YouTube channel and I am joined by my co-host David. Hello folks, that, that, I think you need to call me a snappier towel than that mate, that's a bit of a mouthful. It is a bit of a mouthful but yeah. <laughs> so we are back. After what feels like an eternity <laughs> of waiting. <laughs> it did. After the chaos of Australia. <laughs> yeah, you forget that was the last race. Yeah, we then now arrive into Baku, and it was... Azerbaijan, the old... It used to be the European Grand Prix, didn't it, back when it first mm. came on the calendar. But it... It was a sprint weekend... Now, the first one of this new style of sprint format. <clears throat> now, as you know, the sprint style used to be um, FP1, Quali, for setting the grid. No, it used to be FP1, was it not FP1, Sprint Quali, yeah, but this is then what FP2, I mean. then Sprint, then Race. Yeah, but this is what I was this is what I was getting at. It was FP one quali for the sprint to set the grid order for the sprint. The obviously Yeah, FP two was it sprint FP two then race? Something like that. It was a stupid it was a weird order. And then F one Well, sorry, not F one. Dominicali in all his wisdom, Stefano Dominicali, decided he would introduce a new format, which was FP1 qualifying for that set the grid for the race, and then Saturday was complete sprint day so it was sprint shootout as they called it and then the sprint race and then obviously the race on sunday now i didn't happen to catch sprint qual the, the sprint quality neither did i <laughs> i caught obviously fp1 you know fp1 and yeah it was you know the whole blase usual Okay, it wasn't thrilling, it wasn't entertaining, and it was rather dull, considering <laughs> it was Baku. Because, as you know, Baku usually chucks up some goods. Especially when you get involved. <laughs> yeah. You're referring to our F1... Our F1... Uh... 22 F1 game series, yes. Yes, I certainly am. Forever impaled in my memory will that one. Where I took out... Where I ended up taking out the entire grid. Almost. And... Um... Then I attempted to enter the pit lane at full speed. Yeah, and... Forgot there's a chicane in the way. And about what? Three cars finished? Yeah. <laughs> the grid was already down to four cars. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on this new format? I, I don't get what it's offering because the thing is, the original format where Sprint decided the grid for the race, I got that. To me, now the Sprint's not doing that. It renders the Sprint. It renders the sprint, to me, a touch pointless. Because you're losing test time. Well, you test time for racing, I get that, don't get me wrong. Racing's always good, but 
there's not a huge amount of points on offer, so what's in it for the teams for doing the sprint? You're sending a car out, you're risking a problem. And there just doesn't seem to be a huge amount of reward on offer for it. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Because, I mean, are they, are they trying to be like the F2? Because obviously F2 have reverse running. They have the reverse run in the F2. You're doing the reverse grids. Yeah. And yes, I know we're not seeing that in Formula 1. This talk. And I think we've discussed before, I have my concerns about reverse grids. I'm not a big fan of that, mm. say. This talk. I'm not a fan of it the way F1 would do it, I'll put it that way. No, there is talk of it. But from what I'm been reading and what obviously others have said you know um regards of like crofty and stuff like that it's been very mixed with yeah what people thought maybe it wasn't the best circuit for testing this format either you know maybe baku's not one I mean, when's our, our next one's not for a while, is it? I seem to remember. Uh, I... Not sure when the next sprint is. Don't, it's not... Don't think it is was it Imola. Imola. I don't think it was Imola, but I can't be sure. I can actually do a quick check. Well, I was just about to do that myself. And obviously for those that are watching, we are just currently... For those who are watching the video, or for those who are listening on Spotify, we are just quickly checking our um, calendars on <laughs> our phones, or David, maybe on Google. I'm on my second monitor, yeah. Austria's one. Um, Come on. But they haven't actually properly updated this calendar yet. Mm. So, yeah, no, Austria's probably the next sprint at the moment. Um, I think we've got Austria. Is it Austria Belgium next sprint? No. Yeah, Austria Belgium. Uh, I think. Typical, this page I was reading here says about six minutes, but doesn't tell you which ones it was. Austria, Belgium, La Salle. Yeah. Quarter. Yeah. And, and then Brazil. I think it's Brazil again. Yeah. Azerbaijan, Red Bull Ring. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'm. To be honest, I hope they look at this and go right let's let's go back to the old format i don't know about going to the old format i'm not sure that like i said to me personally i'd remove that friday qualifying session i actually quite like the idea of having the sprint quality and then the sprint on the same day that i'm not uh, well if it, it was, was it was also not it was also annoying for me as somebody who works was the fact that I got to see I didn't get to see Quali because mm. it was on a Friday yeah and that's a lot of people's com that was a lot of people's complaints as well at the fact that they didn't because of the what the timings on it they didn't get to see it mm. they didn't get to see stuff if it was me saying I'd probably say right Friday's practice day two practice sessions on a Friday Saturday sprint Quali sprint but then sprint decides the grid for the race on Sunday yeah. That would be my my proposal. Yeah, kinda of, kind of not I'm not not against that. <laughs> and, and it also it means you get the two practice sessions before you put Park Ferme rules in. Because then once you hit spring quality you can park Ferme it. Yeah. And it also kind of keeps it like a progression because it's the practices, then the qualities, then the race. Yeah. And the sp yeah, the, the the sprint race was a bit there. Apart from the loose tire rolling down the track. Yeah. <laughs> Why? 
why Delilah did uh, why didn't Yuki get stopped yeah why did he have to drive a crabbing car around a full lap I know I think there'll be a big fine for the team there because that's releasing a car in an that's... unsafe condition yeah that's an unsafe class as an unsafe release why it, that, that just uh, I mean okay you could see the back tyre was out of whack you could yeah so why did they bodge it and you know well, why they didn't did they... even bodge it did they they just set the car back out no but that's what I mean why did they basically put another tyre on and yeah off you go and it was like yeah there'll be a good fine or go the team's way for that one if it was me personally that I'd abandon from the weekend just to make an example because you'd stop any other team trying a trick hmm I mean, well, the FIA are already investigating themselves, but we'll get onto that later. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, this... Well, insert, okay. insert that meme of Barack Obama <laughs> giving a medal to Barack Obama at this point. Mm. <laughs> and it's just like... It was like, what the hell are you doing, Alpha Tower, in it? And... But then to drive the car around the full lap, as soon as he probably should have parked it. Yeah. Because um, they knew it was out of the race at that point. I mean, we had we had the coal-powered... Was it the Sprint? Yeah, I think it was the Sprint. We had the coal-powered Alpine. Was that not a quali session? I can't remember. Was it quali or was it... So that was, I thought that was, I don't think that was in the sprint race. That's, I can't remember see. I remember seeing online about that, but I never saw it in the actual sprint race when I watched. I didn't watch it live. I watched it back Saturday night. It could have been, could have been quality. Then we had the coal powered Alpine. Mm. That car just, yeah, they were. It was kind of weird because when you saw the marshals deal, I think yeah, I think it was quality. The marshals were very reluctant to deal with it. Well, they've got to watch now, haven't they, because of the electric systems. Mm. They need to know that system's isolated before they're allowed to touch the car. Yeah, but you could just see the colour. Look at... I mean, you saw the colour of the smoke. It was brown. <laughs> I mean, what? It was on brand good Italian coffee. It... It was just weird. It was a weird colour. It wasn't... You know, you you know, you expect fire smoke, you expect black. Not Usually brown. smoke out of a vehicle you can tell what's burning by the colour of the smoke. Yeah, but that that was literally brown smoke. Yeah. I mean it took him a while to get stopped. I mean it's, it's very lucky he didn't bring it didn't take it back in the pit. Mm. <laughs> I mean it might have done him more, but it there might have been a lot more people to deal with it if it had been in the pits, but I mean, fair play, you know, fair play, they got it sorted and got him out for yeah the sprint and the race, but yeah, he didn't do a Ferrari and just full on detonate. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, but. Where's the... That's another thing, going back to, like, quality and stuff. Where's that pace come from for Ferrari? It was a good segue and all there. <laughs> Professional. <laughs> yeah, well, um... Where'd that pace come from? It's... They did say they'd rushed a few upgrades through to this event, hadn't they? Mm. One or two teams, because they seem to get pace and Merck seemed to be nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, McLaren didn't. McLaren didn't seem to have pace either. Well, they kind of did, but kind of didn't. Oh, McLaren have made a jump forward from where they were in Australia. I mean, oh. both cars into the top ten. Well, then, yeah. But yeah, the the, the sprint race was, was just quite. What was your opinion on the sprint race? Uh, 
Not a massive amount of excitement. Like I said, the loose tyre rolling down the road was about the only. But like I say, I just... The format they've got it in, to me, just renders the sprint pointless. Because like I say, because you're going out, you're risking crashing or a blow-up mm. for like eight points. Well, yeah. Just doesn't, there just doesn't seem to be enough of an incentive there for me. Like I say, at least when it set the grid for the race... You had that incentive to do well because it was going to affect your Sunday. I mean, yeah. I mean, there was a bit of. To be honest, I don't know what Russell was thinking, but I don't know what Max was thinking either. Yikes. It was a full-on. It was a first corner. Well, second corner, I guess. It was a first, second corner racing incident. Hundred percent. Nobody was really to blame. Tires are cold. A lot of cars close together on a circuit where you've not a lot of space. No. And two cars came together. Now, neither of them were out. No. If Max had been put into the wall and retired, I'd have said, yes, probably penalty to Russell. He did, but su- as... he did sustain side pod damage, though. Yeah, but it wasn't enough to cause retirement. No, but it was enough to, co- it was enough to cause him a significant performance loss. Well, that's the excuse he comes out with. That's racing drivers are always good when it comes to excuses. That's what Bernie said and all. <laughs> Just Bernie. Yeah. The, oh yeah, uh, Bernie. Uh, Col- uh, ex Aston so, Martin strategist. So you, you say Bernie in the world of F1, and my brain also feels Eccleston. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but it's just like. We've said it before, and the FA have actually got quite good at letting first corners, letting there be a bit more leeway, just because it's the first corners, a lot of cars together, Mm. and we want them to race. We want them to be willing to get their elbows out and have a go. Yeah. And that's what that was. It was George having a go. Now, George himself admits that Merck, the event improvement, he's still not fast. No. So as a result, he's having to do moves like that when they come up, just to try and... You know, keep just to try and gain what he can. Oh, well, we know that. I mean, I've got more to discuss about Russell when we get to the actual race itself, because mm-hmm. that's one of my big sticking points from the race involves him, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Other than that, all I'll say about the sprint was good on Perez, well-driven. That Ferrari, qualifi- that Ferrari qualifying pace didn't translate to actual racing pace, it which never we does. kind of expected. It never does with a Ferrari, though. That's the, that was the thing. I mean, Perez, you know, he's just a tire whisperer. Absolute tire whisperer. Yeah, it's an awesome drive, as usual, from the mad Mexican. See, the weird thing was, they were saying, right, for the sprint, I don't know if it was for the, was it sprint quality or was it sprint? No, it was a sprint shootout thing. They were setting which tyres that the drivers had to go on. And the one thing I will say is please, Codemasters, I know you haven't revealed the trailer yet, but do not include the sprint shootout in the game, otherwise it's going to be a pile of... Now, I never saw the shootout, you see, so I don't actually even really know what happened there. Well, they were basically for for the shootout, they basically had to do... Um... Q1, like SQ1 on certain tyres. I, I can't remember which one. I think it was the softs, and then mandatory. Then it was mandatory. Everybody had to be on the uh, mediums. All right. For I think it was SQ2 and three. It was just like what? It's just like well, you. Now well, let's be honest. The, the softs weren't a good tyre for Baku. I think actually no. the. I think the tight softs they said were actually were too soft. Because, mm. I mean, the only thing they were really useful for was for Russell to steal that fastest lap at the very end. Yeah. And, yeah, okay, you know, the sprint was what we expected for a sprint race, but, like, you... I kind of agree with you, Baku was probably the wrong choice of track for it. Yeah, see how it goes, because... I mean, the Red Bull ring's an interesting choice. You know, I love that circuit. 
Yeah, Spielberg won't be so bad because I'm sure they've had that. Have they not had that there before the sprint? I don't think they did. Yeah, because which one was the we raced it? Switzerland was that spirit. So one after it was Austria, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> this is a bit of meta here, folks, because we did we did a couple of F1 races last week. And one was last it? week on twenty two, and one of them was a sprint weekend, and I'm pretty sure it was. It was Austria. Austria. Yes, it was. Hmm. And that video will be out soon on the F1 on on the uh, F1 channel, where this podcast will be. Obviously, if you are listening as Hi. well, it'll be on Spotify and other places. Which, if you're watching on the video, you will see the icons where it is available. But yeah, we're hitting the big leagues this time next year, Rodney. Oh, I. <laughs> and now we get to the race part. Part two. <laughs> yeah. Well, where we can call it that because it technically was. Hmm. <laughs> so obviously, Leclerc was on pole. Yeah, as he had been for the sprint as well. He, like he round out, qualified nicely, and then just went backwards in the race. Yeah, but uh, they, obviously that's what he got in SQ1 and SQ2 and SQ3, you know what I mean? That's what Yeah. the the qualifying the sprint shootout was part for just setting the order for the sprint. But obviously qualifying on the Friday, which was basically set the grid for the Sunday, which confuses a lot of people. Yeah, like I say, that, that's the bit that I saw at the QE, but... And... Leclerc got away well at the beginning. You kind of knew, though, from the word go, that he was only biding time. He, he was never going to be able to hold off. He's definitely not going to hold off. He definitely wasn't going to hold off the red balls. Not a chance. I mean, that red, but the red balls missiles. We were talking about 212 mile an hour by the bottom of the stray, weren't they, with the DRS? You know, insane speeds. Yeah, and the one thing that... <clears throat> one thing I'm going to point out already is the fact that... Why shorten the DRS zone again? I guess because they were worried last year that it was too easy because it was so long. But then again, it was, wasn't that much different. No. There wasn't a lot of difference in the DRS zone. What? Did they shorten it by, was it 100 metres? Yeah, it's about 100 metres, one in the one on the main straight. Yeah. And it was like, well, I don't think they touched the one after turn two. No, no. No, it was only the main straight one they altered. And it was just like, well, why? You know, what? what's the point messing? Are you going to do, you know, are you going to do this at, are you going to mess around with the DRS at Monza? Are you going to mess? It just, you know, you went on with, you know, you started the race and it was like, yeah, no, not, not what you expected from Baku. And <laughs> the problem is because we've got Miami and I've got Miami and Malo and something else coming up. Can't remember. Can't remember on my brain. There's Monaco in the middle of there. Yeah. Um. We've got like five races in about six weeks coming up, haven't we? Yeah. And I reckon there would be. I reckon they were being a little bit cautious as well. Possibly, yeah. Considering the fact that they've got to go instantly go up, like, you know, leave Baku. On Miami. This... Yeah, leave Baku to go to Miami. Yeah, because they're flying across there. And they say, I think, did they get, they get is it a one-week break? And then we've got three in a row, I think. Um, We'll just check the calendars again. <laughs> we like to have our facts right, folks. We like to know we're working on good so, information. Yeah, so we've got 5th to the 7th, obviously, Miami. 19th to the 21st, Imola. Then yeah. Monaco, and then Spain. Yep. So, yeah, they're the three sort of... So, three of them are street circuits, so if Perez wins both of those... Oh, yeah, <laughs> he'll have a, yeah. 
so he's got it's just yeah I it wasn't the best Baku we've had though no what was he I mean we had what was it one safety car because De Vries decided to park in an awkward place yeah but no but that's another point it took him ages to chuck out that safety car yeah I don't think they realised he had damage no, really, unless you look closely, I mean, you could tell. As soon as you looked in, you could see that the front wheels were pointing in different directions. Hmm. But I suppose if you were just quick glancing at it, you weren't. Yeah, that's that's why they ended up ch- chucking the BSC first. Yeah. Now, we have to say it was true that Max was unlucky with timings. Perez was lucky. Yeah. But I still have to say that once Perez was in front, he had Max pinned all day. Oh, yeah. He was able to just do enough. Every time you saw the gap come down a little bit, he suddenly get back out about two and a half seconds. Mm. And you know for a fact Max isn't the kind of person who's going to take the back off order well. Well, look at Brazil. So I can't imagine that Max was going to be holding back particularly. I mean, probably rather it was his teammate won it than another team, but at the same time, I think if he'd have had a sniff at it, Oh, He'd have gone for it. Oh, yeah. The gloves would have come off. But Perez just had it under control. Yeah. I mean, even at... Even at a restart, it was... You know... Mm. He managed it. Speaking um, of safety cars, that comes into what my... My point... My one sticking plaster from the race, I'm not sure... Because, as far as I'm aware, it's still, it's still illegal to overtake in the pit lane. It's illegal to overtake under a safety car. Yet, somehow, there was a definite shot where Russell got past Stroll in the pit lane. I've killed him. Um, yeah... I know which incident you mean. Stroll was going at the pitch. Russell comes right along the left-hand side of him. And goes in front. From the onboard shot from Stroll's car, Russell was ahead. Mm. Before the timing line. Now, to me, even if... Number one, you don't want cars running side-by-side down the pit lane. Because there's so much risk involved there. Mm. That, to me, is a no-no to begin with. But... The fact that he clearly got in front, to me, he should have been penalised. I don't fully get how they managed to get away with just it being noted and no actual action being taken. Because, technically, it's the pit lane. Yes, it's still live, a live track. But because it's not the actual racetrack, I think, I think that's how he got away with it. If he'd done, if, if he'd have done that on track, then yeah, he'd, he'd have been basically right, get back behind. And it was also a yeah, sheer piece of luck that Mercedes pit box was before Aston Martin's. Yeah. But oh, you don't yeah. want cars running side by side down the live no. pit lane when there's mechanics and that out working. Well, no. It was like Perez's pit and Leclerc. That to me was borderline. That that to me was the correct no, call. No, I'm, I'm not saying anything against it. I'm just. Oh no, I'm not. I'm just saying. I, I know what you mean. It, it, it was a it was a tight release, but to me, what uh, Leclerc didn't have to take avoiding action. He locked up. Yeah, but was that just? I don't think he had that because he got a little bit unsighted by the car suddenly appearing. The the cars were never close. No, like they, no, 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 they weren't, they weren't close enough to be classed as an unsafe release. It never got noted, that's why it never got noted, I don't think. It did, did. It, got no. invest, it got investigated and it got no investigation. Oh, right, did. okay. Um, but, then, but then it's just like, yeah, he locked up, but you'd probably lock up if you had someone come and... Yeah, because he'll be focused entirely on his pit box by that point. Yeah. No, it was... It, he didn't have to, you know, he didn't have to take... 
action against him. He just locked up. So mm. that's why they didn't do him over it. Which, you know. Yeah, I just, I, I just think Russell got very, very lucky there. I say, to me, there should possibly have been a penalty in line for that one. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's weird what the the direction or how they do this, and I know they've got all this battle calm and everything like that. They did actually focus more on battles this time. I mean, yeah, yeah, they missed Norris doing an absolute blinder of an overtake live. Well, on K-Mag. On turn... Is it turn 7? Surely the best overtake today goes to Alonso's opportunist move on Sainz. Yeah. That was a lovely move, was that? Our turn 3 into 4. Mm. Problem is, though, Alonso's wise. Oh, Alonso's taking every bit of experience he's got and putting it to good use. I mean, did you great to see. Did you see how close he was to Leclerc at the end? Hmm. He was pushing to get that podium. Oh yeah. It was nuts. You know, he's he Alonso maybe the age he is, but he's still got it. Oh yeah. And now he's got that car under him as well. He's going to show what he's capable of. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I could see him getting a win this year. It's going to take a retirement, some funny doings from further up, but it's not off the cable. No. You know, if we get an... He's comfortably running sort of third. If we get an incident where, say, Verstappen and Leclerc run into each other or something silly, mm. he could very easily be there to pick up the pieces. Oh, yeah. That car is working for him. I mean, Stroll mm. didn't. Stroll didn't have too bad of a race. When he, when he was radioing through, you know, give, give Stroll my brake balance setup. See what he thinks. This is what the next I mean. thing you see Stroll run off the track. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like... Alonso's has been known to be quite ruthless when it comes to teammates. And... He seems to be very, um, very helpful to Lance. I mean, obviously, I, yeah. I think, and I don't know how to put this without sounding like I'm being rude to Lance, because I'm not, but <clears throat> he doesn't seem much of a threat there. It's not like he's fighting for a championship. No. Yeah, I think if it was the case, if there was a championship in on offer... I don't think he'd be being as helpful, especially if his teammate was one of the rivals for him. But as it stands, I think he's sort of out there with no expectations on him, and I think that's doing him the world of good. Mm. I mean, yeah, he's had a good couple of races, and hopefully he has a good, he has another gun in Miami. Hopefully he can return to the podium in Miami. Yeah, I hope so. My fancy team will appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> Really, it there was a couple of you know a couple of people kissing the wall and yeah, and that was a pair. We saw K Mag do it again. Now don't forget, it was K was K Mag did it in Australia, wasn't it? Yes. It was K Mag that hit that wall in Australia randomly? Hmm. But Hulkenberg got mugged. Towards the yeah. end. <laughs> well, the trouble is they'd been trying such a different strategy, hadn't they? Because yeah. him and Ocon did that just run until the tyres fall off. I'll get to Ocon. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ocon plays quite heavily in the final part of this conversation, yeah. I would think. And Perez kept it quiet about his little... 
brush with a wall. Because wasn't it his race engineer come on the radio? Um, what happened radio? at turn 15? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was just... Obviously he didn't want to worry his team. No. But he was... That's the thing, he's... Yeah, again... I'm guessing you, driver of the day, you voted Perez. Yeah, because I, I think he. Yeah, because I think he generally deserved it. And I, as I say, we we all know I'm a big Perez supporter, and today was a good day for it. But he genuinely drove that perfectly. Yeah. And it was just, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. What more can we really say? Apart from, it wasn't one of the best. It was a good drive, no, you know, a good drive from Perez, but not one of the best. There was a few, there was a few good drives up and down the grid. Perez had a good run. Cause say, don't get funny, Max didn't have a bad do, but he just couldn't have the, he just couldn't get on to the back of Perez. And mm. The new, the new guys are having a tough time coming in. De Vries didn't have the best race. Piastri had a solid race. Did Sergeant retire? Don't think he did. I think the only two retirees were Zhao and De Vries, weren't they? Yuki not. Did... We're fact checking again. Give us a second. <laughs> we want to get this correct because. Uh... Yeah, this one. Yeah, the only DNS were Nick DeVries and Guan Yu Zhou. Oh, right, yeah, okay. DeVries just... finished nine laps and Zhao finished 36. Yeah. And then... Yeah, Bartas got mullered. Hulkenberg mm. um, got mugged in the end. Logan Sargent? Yeah, not so bad. Gasly, not so bad. Albon's... Albon is definitely just out... Kind of outperforming him, but that's to be kind of expected. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, no, Yuki didn't have a bad race, because Yuki got the last point, didn't he? Yeah, there was a bit of a kerfuffle right at the end, one, because it was, it was, all, it was everyone piling up behind Hulkenberg. Hmm. Towards the end of it. Yeah. I mean, if Piastri had have got Yuki, that would have been a double points finish from McLaren. Not Which many points. Say, compared compared but... to where they were at the very beginning of this season. Hmm. And now I'm going to just kind of round this off. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter one podcast episode than all, but. Honestly, there wasn't a huge amount. Like I said, that was, apart from the big incident at the end, which I'm guessing is what you're going to come on to now. Yeah. Which is where seriously somebody needs to lose their job over this. What did we? What did I say to you? Something about a P40. Somebody for getting a P45. Well, somebody needs to because that. The... This was crazy. So obviously, anybody on the internet can search. The Ocon incident at Baku. And... I think it, it was obviously pointed out and... Uh, there was... You know, I'm not the big biggest fan of Ted Gravitz or... And um, even he said... Well, that, it was him who pointed Because him and the commentators seemed to know about it before... Yeah. <coughs> most of the others. So, obviously... Crofty and like Karun and Kravitz. Oh, no, no Martin again. I think Martin will be back from Miami. Mm, just no Martin again. He seems to be. I know he's getting older now. Don't get me wrong, but he just seems to be skipping one or two more. Mm. Lately. And basically, Ocon hadn't pitted, or Ocon still had to pit again. No, he hadn't pitted at all because he'd died from the pit lane. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? Uh, did he? And start... he had to. That's what they were saying because they thought he, 
Because at one point, they weren't sure if he still was able to pit. Now, if he hadn't have pitted, it'd have been an instant DQ. Yeah, he'd have been disqualified, wouldn't he? So, Ocon comes trundling into the pits to a pit lane full of photographers. Because they'd start already started setting up for Park Ferme for the end of the race. Yeah. Somebody, yeah, somebody had let in the like FIA approved photographers and all this lot. Next minute, you see Esteban Ocon coming into the pits. <laughs> One guy was very lucky. Is all I will oh, yeah, say. Oh yeah, one or two were really close. He said, "It was almost a throwback to rallying in the 80s." Hmm. <laughs> Do you remember those videos? Yeah. And yeah, what a shambles! What an absolute shambles that was. Like I say, somebody's gonna have somebody's gonna have to be serious on that. Somebody's gonna have to lose the job or something because you can't have stuff like that happening. No. You know, that was a lot, still a lot, technically a live pit lane. Yeah. The chequered flag hadn't been chucked because it was the last lap. Sort of. Uh, the thing is, they've probably got away with that for a long time because most of the times every car's pitted by that point, so they know nothing's coming. Yeah. But unfortunately, on this one occasion, that wasn't the case. No. And, yeah, Ocon, basically, Christ. That could have been ugly. They'd have... I think they'd have... If somebody had got injured there, they'd have red flagged that. Well, they'd have had to. They'd... If somebody got injured, that would have been... There'd have been serious discussions. There'd have been... There's still going to be serious discussions. Yeah, you know, maybe we need to... I don't know, there needs to be changes in the way the press are allowed around, around live pit lanes and stuff. Which I know isn't great because we like the reporters there because that's how we get our information. But you know, you can't. Have, yeah, but it wasn't. You can't, it you wasn't, can't put people in any more risk than you have to. Yeah, but it wasn't. It. it wasn't the press. It was that it was the FIA's own appointed photographers hmm. that was causing that kerfuffle. That got caught in that. It was their own appointed people. So it was like, yeah. I mean, that was da- it was dangerous. It and the other thing I'm going to bring up before we finish is yeah. the pit wall. Well, the mechanic's climbing it again. Despite being told they're not allowed. Yeah, and. <laughs> I don't. I kind of get where the FIA are coming from on the safety stance of it, but if the mechanics had their feet, which we didn't see, you know what I mean? We didn't see where their feet yeah. were. If their feet are firmly placed on concrete by the, you know, by the pit wall bit. I don't see the problem with it. Yeah. Climbing, yes, I get. I see the issue with. But if the mechanics did have their feet firmly on solid concrete, then what's the issue with them doing it? They've always mechanics have always done this. You go back yeah. and look. You go back and look at classic races. They were on well, the. They used thing. to be on the sodding track. At the side of the track. There's still certain very well. There's still is it Imola. Monza, isn't it? They still let the crowd onto the track for the podium celebrations and that. Yeah, but what I mean is, like, in the classic races, you see the mechanics and the team at the side of the sodding track when the checkered flags oh, yeah. are on. So, I don't understand the FIA's... I might go and look up the sporting regs, see if I can actually find them. And have a fun, I, I thought, and have a I fun thought about, nighttime read. 
I say I thought about doing that about the you know overtaking in the pit lane thing with Russell, but I thought no, I'm not having trouble sleeping at the moment, so I don't need to read that. Yeah, because it is what is it like a stupid amount of pages document, <laughs> nearly a thousand pages, apparently. God, I don't know if that's the true number, but somebody correct me in the comments, or obviously you know, you correct me in the comments if I'm wrong at how many pages, but yeah. If... If he is wrong, just send an email to chrisisanidiot.gtuk.com. We'll be sure to let him know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I get why they do it, but I don't see the issue if the mechanics were had their feet yeah, no, I get on what terra saying. firma. Long as they're not on the wall, because I get why if you're on the if you're on the actual pit wall, yes, you could perhaps fall fall on the track or something on the track. But if they're not actually, because they had the pit board dangling out, mm. which they always do, they have to because only the drivers can see it. Yeah, that's what I mean. But they had the pit board with the arm out, and you could see, you know, mm. the crew sort of through the little bit in the fence. But I don't, you know, there's no problem with that as long as the feet are on concrete, which we're only to believe the words of Mr. Horner that they were. Yeah. Because we didn't see it. <laughs> and we've heard nothing else, no news since, because I think the FIA have got bigger fish to fry right now. Yeah, I think they've got, I think they're working on some other things before we look at that. Like investigating themselves. That's funny that the FIA have got to investigate an FIA official. <laughs> it's funny, but I know that sounds wrong to say it's funny, but I understand why the FIA, you know, in the context of the FIA investigating the FIA, because it was it was really dangerous. Oh, yeah. Not as, well, yeah. Would, would you put that up there with Japan? It's, it's, well, the potential for problems, yeah, it's the same as... The Japan, the whole I mean, Japan thing. Japan was also made worse, though, because that happened to be the same circuit where we obviously lost mm. duels. Yeah. That's what made that one worse in a, in a lot of ways, was because it was the same goddamn track. Mm. And obviously... To finish this off, it's the fact that it was marked as the passing of uh, Ratzen Erlen Ratzen Erlen Ratzenberger. Roland Ratzenberger, yeah. And also today, at the time of record, I think was is the anniversary of the passing of Senna. Of Ern? Was it first of May? I honestly didn't know that. I believe so, because I saw something out on social about it. On the F1 socials, mm. so yeah, I think it was today that it yeah, was passing. Yeah, because they, they died on the same weekend, didn't they? And Ratzenberger yeah. often gets forgotten about because mm. it was the weekend we lost Senna. Yeah, but, <laughs> but Crofty mentioned Ratz, that, uh, Ratzenberger yesterday, so that's yeah. how I knew. But I knew Senna's anniversary was coming up as well. Mm. So, have you got any more final words before we... Uh... Finish this one. Only to have a look at the Fantasy League. Oh yes, I must show the Fantasy League. So, for anybody that is listening on Spotify or other platforms, we have a Fantasy League, and if you want to actually go and jump over to the uh, YouTube side of this, you will be able to, on the, the YouTube videos one of this, you will see the Fantasy League. So, if you just bear with me for one second it is going should i'm hoping it's going to show <laughs> so we do a fantasy league and obviously you mentioned anyone you're listening we we quite often are joined by a third person alan who sadly can't be here at the moment mm. but between the three of us just as a bit of fun we set up a fantasy league going into this season well Maybe we should explain why we set this fantasy league up. Because we used to do predictions and we never really stuck to the predictions. So this was a little bit of a funner way that yeah. we could do it. So basically coming into this weekend, 
David was in fourth. I was about fourth or fifth. I was well down. Yeah, and he's now jumped up to second, and obviously I'm still leading. It's there's still I could still be caught by David here. I'll point that out. I can still be caught by David. You could be right caught now. by either of us, really. Oh, I know I could be caught by either of you, but I'm more at the moment. I'm more. You're more my danger zone. <laughs> Considering my points to yours. Yeah, I'm not that far you, behind you. Like I say, all you need is good at my <clears throat> army, and. Come on, Perez, bring it home for me. <laughs> yeah, that's a worry. That's the worry for me. I'm putting all my faith in my in our Mexican. Because if the fact that if Perez does, he's got a double pointer there. So that's like what. That'd be. Well, look how many points he gave me from back. He gave me a hundred. Well, you've got to think that that was sprint as well. Some of the sprint points got accounted. Right, did that? Yeah. And it was like, you know, he got 367 points off that. Um, whereas, what did Alan get? Alan got 215. He didn't do, it didn't do too bad. I don't get why he... It's interesting how he instantly thought to put his times two on Max because he thought, oh yeah, Max will probably end up winning. Hmm. Yeah, that didn't happen, did it? Luckily, man's been on Perez pretty much all season. <laughs> then his other, his other team got him 158. Yeah, he did Bottas as well, so Bottas lost him a point, like Bottas lost me a point. And on his other team, only scored him 153. Yeah. De Vries lost him 15 on that. <laughs> and yeah, that's. It's crazy. Crazy how one weekend can really shake it up. Well, yeah, considering where you were to where you are now, that worries me. <laughs> what can we say? The cream always rises to the top. Hmm. I'm just looking. Yeah, but by looking at your team here, I don't know if you've done any transfers yet. I think like I've used all of mine. Well, as you said, they reset, don't they? So I do have the opportunity to move mess around with it. But I was quite happy with my lineup right now. Hmm. So I'm happy with that. And obviously, I know I've done, I've done changes to my team. I won't tell you who yet. You'll have to obviously join. You have to find that out next time. In the next episode. But obviously, if you are listening to it, please go and check out the. Um, F1, the Hybrid Era UK cha YouTube channel. Link for that channel will be in the uh, top of the podcast um, bio. You know, come over. Please subscribe to that. Obviously, our gaming channel side is on there. And obviously, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so via the... Uh, tip page which is also in the bio is there anything else you would like to add to this david before we finish no i'd just like to say hello to anyone listening to us through the new methods through spotify and the others welcome hope you enjoy it. hope you stick around check out some of the other stuff we do around here we put plenty of content out not mainly gaming related but a lot of motorsport a lot of different things and i'm sure there's something you'll enjoy so feel free to hang around so with that, we're going to end this one here. So until the next episode. So long and thanks for all the fish. It's goodbye from him and it's goodbye from me. So goodbye for now. <laughs>